Welcome to the Breaking Chains podcast, where we are unified in God's word, reaching, teaching, strengthening, and nurturing both those who know Jesus and those who are shackled in bondage, looking for freedom through the blood of Christ. I'm your host, Philip Skeens, here to share with you today what the Lord has put on my heart that will prayerfully help each of you in your own special way. Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Breaking Chains podcast. This episode is a uh, little bit different as I'm your main host, Daniel, and my dad, Philip, is not with us today because he is out of town for a business trip. But on this episode, I'm joined today by Jaden Barton. Uh, how you doing, Jaden? Pretty good. I'm excited. Yeah. It's a little bit nervous doing this. <laughs> I know. It's just different, you know? It's like a takeover. Yeah, C2 Takeover. <laughs> we talked about it a few weeks ago. It's here. <laughs> um, but now that even though my dad is not here this week, uh, we still got a great message to bring to you and a pretty interesting one, too. But before that, uh, we're going to go on and move into announcements and uh, get that out of the way real quick. Uh, first one being Breaking Chains every Friday night at 6 p.m. Currently meeting at Rush Church here in Boardman, Ohio, if you're local. Uh, it's a great time. We have good fellowship. Sometimes food. Um, but it's we're talking about the names of God right now, and it's really, really good to be there. Uh, we also have C2, which is our college and career group, which I am leading. Uh, meeting Sundays at 5 p.m. Locations are determined each week. Uh, normally, we're at the church last Sunday of the month, right? Right, last Sunday of the month, yep. You want to talk about Sunday uh, morning service? Yeah, and we uh, every Sunday morning at 10 a.m., you can come on down to Rush Church. We have awesome worship. Um, we preach you know, straight out of the Bible, good old-fashioned, love it. Um, and we just have fun. We just learn more about God and just we're able to praise and worship him and give him our all and just fellowship with one another. So that is at 10 a.m. on Sunday morning. No, it's just been so spirit led these past few weeks. And it's it's so good to be here mm. on a Sunday. I remember I missed a Sunday that I was at the Super Bowl and it was like I felt such something missing mm -hmm. that I missed that week. Absolutely. Every time I wake up on a Sunday, I'm like, all right, I'm ready. I'm excited. I come expecting just something great. And I am never disappointed. Yeah. And Sundays are so good because like, especially for us, we have Sunday morning service, mm -hmm. which is just so spirit led and it's so good. We have a great sermon. Absolutely. By your dad. And then we normally hang out sometimes. Mm -hmm. as a C2 group, and then we have C2 later in the evening. Yeah. And then this week we have Potluck, which will be, well, rush hour. Yeah. It's supposed to be rush hour. But um, we'll have that right after church, have a bunch of food, good food, buffet style. Love it. So. So much food. Yep. And um, another announcement. We are now an affiliate of Bible Memory App and website, you could get 20% off on any paid plan. This application is 
uh, terrific and a great asset for those who are looking to expand their knowledge of the Word by memorizing Scripture. And it's highly recommended by us at the Breaking Chains team. And that is it for announcements. And today's message, uh, we will be looking at some common questions that are asked as new believers in Christ. Um, Let me pray for this message and conversation real quick. So let's close our eyes and bow our heads. Uh, Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you uh, in surrender, Lord. And we just got to thank you for bringing us here together. And thank you for this message, God. And let it be spirit-led, Jesus. And let any listener accept these words, Lord, from you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Uh, Today we will be, um, I guess, going through different frequently asked questions. Um, You want to read the first one? Sure. First question? Yeah. All right. So our first question is, how can I be assured that Jesus accepted me and is now in my life? And I actually really like this question because I think a lot of people have this question when, you know, they first are starting to come to know the Lord and coming to know Jesus. That's a major part of giving your life to him is knowing him. Because it's that idea, like, how can you give your life to someone that you don't know? Or how can you surrender everything of who you are to someone you don't know? So I love the fact first that you have to, you know, get some sort of idea of who he is. And, um, and then after that, when you give your life to Christ, you know, some people ask, you know, like, am I saved? Mm-hmm. You know, like, even though I say the things that I say, and, you know, I might have prayed this prayer and, and I call upon his name, you know, am I still saved? Because there's still, you know, that question, especially for new believers. And it's that idea of like, am I saved? You know, what do I do next? And so I really like the fact that we're going over questions like this because I think it's super important to be able to talk with that amongst people who are new to it. But anyways, the question, um, we have a verse in John fourteen twenty, and we're actually going to read 20 and 21, right? Yeah. Okay. So it says, in that day, you will know that I am in my father and you and me, and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he, it who is, loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself in him. And I just love the verse um, because it just shows you that relationship. It just shows you, you know, who keeps my commandments and loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father. Mm-hmm. And I just really love how, you know, this is said by Jesus. And I just really love how he welcomes us into that relationship. You yeah. know, he really draws us near to him. Well, another point to add is it's not a one-time prayer for salvation. Right. Right. You're constantly seeking. You're constantly trying to grow closer to him. And it's a relationship that you build with Christ mm-hmm. is the ultimate thing that you strive for or you want to strive for. And I just think it's outline there is whoever has my commandments and keeps them mm-hmm. you're not just praying a sinner's prayer right and just going back to your old life mm-hmm. yeah for sure i really like that idea of where you know and that's another thing is that when you know who jesus is and you give your life to him and you 
start to kind of go down this you know path of okay what do we do next what do i do next and it's that idea that you know you just want to serve him but it's so hard sometimes because you know speaking from me from experience Mm -hmm. you know i was raised in the church you know my parents are pastors and you know i was just talking to my dad not too long ago about how you know i never really had that part in my life where i really turned from a past or a lifetime of not knowing Jesus, coming to a you know to a part where I know Jesus, I was raised knowing Jesus and who He is. It does take that you know decision eventually to where it's like, all right, I'm choosing to continue to follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. I'm choosing to go down this path, and and I know a lot of people, you know, my friends and and things, they have a similar story. Um, but one thing I really like is my dad. For one, he wasn't saved until I think he was in his twenties. And he said, you know, I was saved and, and, and I, you know, met Jesus on the living room floor. Like it wasn't in a church. It wasn't at a conference. It was right there in his living room. And it's that idea that he, he was just so humbled when he came before God. It's that idea where, you know, and I always like hearing people's stories yeah. about where do they come from? Where are they at? You know, that's always my favorite. Whenever I meet someone new, I'm like, what's your story? You know, where'd you yeah. come from? Where'd you start? You know? But I think that's awesome to ask new believers too. No, it's a it's a really good thing. Cause everyone has a story. Mm-hmm. Everyone starts their story in different spots, and starts their relationship with Christ in different spots. Some people may not take that step until they're in their sixties, mm-hmm. but that makes them no different. Right. Right. I actually love that too because my grandma, my dad's mom she accepted Jesus into her life in her later years and unfortunately it was when she had cancer so she didn't really have much longer but she told my dad she goes oh I wish I knew this before I wish I knew this before I wish I had more time and uh it's just that idea where she just longed for more you know she finally found the answer she finally found it and you know she said I just I just wish that I had this before. I wish I had this when I was young, you know? Mm -hmm. But I just, I love the differences in the stories. Yeah, and another question is, okay, what's next? Right. Like I've I've said the sinner's prayer, I've accepted Jesus into my heart, Mm -hmm. and what's next? And the book of Colossians gives a really good answer to this. Uh, It's in the second chapter, it's verses six through 10. And it says, And now, just as you've accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him, and let your lives be built on him. Mm -hmm. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that comes from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ." For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. So you are a complete through your union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, just a great summary mm-hmm. of what you do next after you say that prayer. Right. Yeah, for sure. I think something too, you know, going throughout the years, there have been many people that I've met um, coming from all different areas. You know, there's been people that I've met who have been raised in the church their whole life. There's been people that I've met who are very knowledgeable 
in the word. They're very knowledgeable historically. They're very knowledgeable just all around theology, mm -hmm. you know, all these different things. I've met people who know nothing, absolutely nothing. I've met people who um, know the Lord, but may have fallen away, may have been hurt. I know people that are broken who don't even want to talk about the Lord. You know, I've mm -hmm. met so many people and it's very interesting to hear, you know, experiences to hear because you can really see a person's heart and really see kind of their story through, you know, their relationship with the Lord, whatever that looks yeah. like. And, um, you know, I just find it so interesting to meet new people. I had a conversation with a friend the other day in the car. We were coming back from Akron at our clinical and we're just sitting there and both of us are like dead tired because, you know, we just spent like seven hours at this clinical yeah. taking care of kids. And I don't know if you've ever taken care of a sick child, but it it's a lot. It's a lot. But anyways, we were coming back from Akron and I look at her. I'm like, oh, my goodness, I'm so tired. I'm going to fall asleep if we don't you know, get home now. Mm -hmm. And so both of us are just kind of like zombies in the front seat. And then all of a sudden she's like, you know what? I was talking to my boyfriend the other day about Christianity. And I was like, oh, my ears perked up. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> let's talk. Come on, let's talk about it. And it was so awesome because she was asking me questions about because she was raised Catholic. And mm -hmm. she's like, well, what are some of the differences? Like, I know we do this. What do you guys do? Like, I know we kind of do this. What do you guys do? And it was really cool because you're able to witness to somebody and you're able to really share your relationship with the Lord, even out of something that you weren't even planning. It was just so natural. Yeah. And I was able to, you know, kind of talk to her just about the different stories in the Bible and, and the different things and, and what they mean to me. And honestly, like, it was so, like, like I said, it was so natural and it was so, like, not planned, but it was so beautiful. I remember coming home and I'm not tired anymore, right? Because I'm like, <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm so excited. And so I come into the house and I'm like, mom, dad, listen, I just had this super, super awesome conversation and it just randomly happened. And those sometimes are, like, my favorite conversations because, you know, sometimes it'll be someone you won't ever expect and they'll come up to you and they'll be like, Hey, I have a question about this. They're like, hey, you know Jesus, right? I'm like, mm -hmm. heck yeah. And they're like, can you help me answer this? And you're like, um, absolutely. It's like the most, it's like such an honor to talk about the Lord. Yeah. It's such, it's just like, it brings tears to my eyes. It just, oh, it warms my heart to just talk about my Savior. And the Lord will bring you situations that you can do that. Mm -hmm. And he might place someone in your life that needs to hear that. Right. Absolutely. I think another question that many new believers have, and maybe even people that don't even know the Lord, they say, you know, how do I know that the Bible's true? That's like a big question for a lot of people, is how do I know that this book that was written by men is the truth, quote unquote? Mm -hmm. You know, how do I know that this is God if a bunch of men wrote it? And... I actually have a book <laughs> that I'm so excited to use because I <laughs> bought it like a while ago and I haven't used it very much, but I'm excited. But it talks about, it has this exact question. It says, how can you believe the Bible? And part of it says, you know, the Bible has more manuscripts written closer to the original events than any other trusted historical record. And over 20,000 archaeological discoveries have confirmed biblical history. And I just love that because it takes, you know, that historical 
side of things and it puts it into the perspective of the Bible. You know, it also talks about um, if, you know, you can't believe the Bible that was written by a bunch of men, how can you believe textbooks Mm -hmm. in school? How can you believe, you know, different documents from history that were written by men? You know, you weren't there to witness it, but yet we believe it. Even like the Declaration of Independence, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like none of us were there. None of us. Right. We trust that we're free. You know, we trust that 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 is a document that tells us that we are free. But we weren't there. We did not experience that firsthand. I mean, I think it's it's. It's so interesting that so many of us are so willing to go into school, crack open a textbook and be like, oh, cool. You know, George Washington did this and, you know, Christopher Columbus did this. Yet we weren't there, but we believe it full heartedly because, you know, that's what we're taught. Well, this is Mm -hmm. history. And so it's so interesting because, like, what makes the Bible different in that perspective? You know, that we weren't there, but this is a historical document in a way. And then it, it goes all the book also goes on to say. The Bible is extraordinarily unique, written in over 1,500 years on three different continents in multiple languages by 40 plus authors from remarkably diverse backgrounds. And then it goes on to say that the fact that the Bible is utterly cohesive and focused on the singular theme of Christ from the beginning to the end is tremendous testimony of its supernatural nature. And I was actually just telling Daniel that before we started the podcast that I'm actually currently writing a research paper for my nursing classes and there's four of us in a group and we're all having to write the same type of like we're all writing our different parts but it has to fit into the same paper and has to follow the same like theme and it is like the hardest thing ever because so many of us have so many different like you know like trail offs and like Mm -hmm. thoughts and like beliefs that like we can hardly line them up (laughs) So it's so interesting that, you know, 40 plus people over 1,500 years have such a similar theme, and that's Jesus. Well, and just think, there's no contradictions either. Mm-hmm. Right. It all flows together. It's all right. a continuous story. Yeah, there's cutoffs and time jumps mm-hmm. in between those books within the Bible, but they all go with each other. Mm-hmm. You could read Genesis to Revelation and understand it and know, even though these different authors didn't communicate with each other, because they were not only from different times, also from different regions around the area. But they all, they all connect. Mm-hmm. I know it's it's beautiful and so fascinating when you really look into it and you're looking at all the like the prophecies and all the things that are yet to come Mm -hmm. and the like lineage of everything that's about to happen in this chronological timeline and then you finally get to the new testament when jesus comes and he fulfills the prophecies and he finishes he's the final you know he's the final you know big thing you know he's this big just pow it's that um climax the climax you know when jesus comes but it's an idea where everything falls into place and it's so cool to read through and just to watch everything unfold i think it's it's so cool and you know to really read it and understand it it's like wow jesus had to come you know i just i love i love how it just unfolds well from even from adam and eve 
Mm-hmm. That set up the whole everything to come. Mm-hmm. And God had a plan throughout it all to bring salvation through right. Christ. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> um, another question is what should the role of the Bible be in a Christian's life? And I think personally I think it should be your handbook. It's your manual. It's how you should live your life every day. Because Bible says you should die to your flesh daily. And your dad's been talking about that for weeks now in his uh, sermons on Sundays. That you need to drop your things of your life at the feet of Jesus and just follow him. Right. Right. And I like the fact that it's, you know, that the Bible is, it's like that blueprint for your life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's more than just reading it. It goes so much deeper than that. You know, me personally, I'm not a big reader of books. It's just never been my thing, you know. In school, it's so bad. I'm about to out myself. But in (laughs) school, I could not read my books. I was like, oh my goodness, this is so boring. And so I'd cliff note everything. But, you know, anyways. But, you know, it's that idea where it's so much more than just reading. You know, it's that relationship. You know, it says that the word of God is living. You know, Mm -hmm. that's just... It says, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. Yeah. You know, and that's the beauty of what this is. And, um, no, I just, I love to just read more about it and read more about who Jesus was. You know, see God's character throughout the Bible. See, you know, what that looks like. And I think that goes into the next question on how do you study the Bible beyond just reading it? Yeah, it does go right into the next question. Look at that. No, I think, I mean, for me personally, when I read the Bible and I study it, I really like to take notes. I'm a big journaler. I'm a big note taker. I really enjoy that. I enjoy writing down, you know, the different things that, you know, stick out to me Mm -hmm. and the different things that I see, like messages and and different meanings and things. And I love one big thing that I was taught was um, to go back to the original text, to go back to that original, you know, Greek, Greek or Hebrew and see you know, what is the definition? How is it used? Because that's another thing that's so yeah. cool is that the Bible is written in these different languages, not English. And when they were translated, a lot of that like meaning was kind of stripped away when it came to English because they had to like, like peace, for example, or love. Yeah. That's a good one. Love means, you know, maybe a one or two or three things in English. But, you know, if you look back into you know, Greek and Hebrew, it's it's different. And when you're comparing and when you're finding cross references, it's so important to see the true definition of what it is and then be able to find something. Um, But yeah, no, I love that's I love studying in that way. I love just and sometimes like I'll (laughs) sometimes I'll catch myself and I'll be the reading. And next thing I know, I'm like, oh, my goodness, I just got like captivated in the story or captivated in whatever this is. And I finished the whole chapter. I'm like, okay, now I got to go back and like reread and then figure out what it's saying. Cause I was just, some of it's all of it, but some of, some of the stories, especially the Psalms, I love the Psalms, but they're so beautifully written. They're so poetic. And I, I love that kind of writing. Give it so. to David. <laughs> right. Poet. And he didn't even know it. No. And I think it's, 
it's really important to pray before you even mm-hmm. get into your reading. Because um, if you don't pray for understanding, you're not going to have anything stick out to you. Mm-hmm. And you're just reading to read. And I don't know about you, but I'm just like Jaden. I don't like reading. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like important to pray and then read. And then read it again if you have mm-hmm. to. And read it again if you have yeah. to. Absolutely. You're not going to have something stick out every time you read the Bible. Right. It's just not going to happen. Right. And I think something else that's interesting is the Bible also talks about being not only hearers of the word, but doers of the Mm -hmm. word. So as we're reading, as we're learning more about who God is and and our relationship with Jesus, we are to be taking these things and and these concepts and and these principles and really applying them to our lives. So reading and then saying, okay, how does this fit into, like, how does this, how can I represent this in my life? How can I adapt this and adopt this into my life, into my lifestyle? And I think that's the big point is, you know, we are to be transformed. I love that. We are to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. That is, and that's through Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's what the word does. You know, the word is there to to help us grow, help us develop, help prune us into, you know, more fruitful trees. And uh, I I love that part of the Bible where it not only expects us to hear it and to know it, but to also be able to do it. Yeah, and it's it's just that thing where it's it's just beautifully written. Mm -hmm. So it's like you might find something that you're reading and it's just so beautifully written that you read and read and read. Mm. on like when i did my study for proverbs 27 for uh, c2 i read that thing like 20 sometimes yeah yeah (laughs) because it's like so much information oh yeah your brain almost goes into overload (laughs) where it's like okay i gotta read this get a few notes and then come back to it later read it again (laughs) right and every time you read it you could get something else from it Mm mm-hmm that's right. You could read the Bible 20 times. Mm-hmm. And every, th- every time you read that Bible, you could get something new out of it. Yep. No, that's what I love about it. Next question. Let's see. I like the question, how will I know how to follow and obey God? I really like that question. Not only do I, do I think that that question has a lot of humility in it, but it, it's just, it's a question of, of true, like genuine hunger. Mm-hmm. You know, like now I've choose, I've, I've made a choice to follow God. Now I have accepted him into my heart. Now what can I do? How can I obey God? You know, how can I know that I am following him? Like, how do I know that? Yeah. And I love in the Bible, it says that, the Lord says, if you love me, you will obey me. Jesus says that. And, you know, my dad, he always brings this up with me. And and he says, you know, what does it mean to obey God? You know, obey Jesus. And it's the idea, well, you have to love him to obey him. You know, if you love me, you will obey me. And so I think a big point in that is we really got to ask ourselves, what does it really mean to love Jesus? What does it really mean to want to obey him it's almost like this hunger that lord i love you lord i i want to to make you proud in a way lord i want Mm -hmm. to please you 
you know, how can I please you, God? Like, I feel like that's what we're doing. We're saying, God, how can I follow after you? How can I be more like you in a way that I can be the representation of your love to others in that way? And so, you know, I love that, you know, Jesus says that, you know, if you love me, you will obey me. Well, you know, I'll ask you, Daniel, what does it mean to obey God? Obeying God in my idea of it is when we lay down the ideas and goals that we have for our life and just take them to the cross for, to Jesus and just listen to his commandments, his word, what he tells us to do in the Bible and just do those. And it goes back to that scripture that you talked about where not just be hearers of the word, but doers of it. You have to actively seek God. And that's the only way to follow him. Hmm. And we can't live for the world and for God at the same time. Right. We also can't go back and forth from the world to God and then back to the world. Because hanging on to the things that we want, those desires from our flesh, that will only result in us losing them in the end. Hmm. Because if God sees that it is distracting you from him, he will take it. He will move that out of your life in order for you to focus on him. Mm -hmm. I love it. And when you, it reminded me of the story. It's actually funny because I was in JPQ for a little while and I loved it. You know, (laughs) I loved being able to learn more about Jesus and, and, in a competitive, you know, setting to where you're like, all right, you love Jesus. I love Jesus. Let's go head to head. I'm going to beat you. No, but like that idea. (laughs) How about you explain JBQ? Okay. So JBQ is junior, oh goodness. I think it's junior Bible quiz. I think so. I think it's something like that. But basically you have a booklet and there's a bunch of questions that are asked. Um, I'm trying to remember one. I can't currently think of any, which is terrible, but <laughs> but you have a booklet of questions that are asked by a moderator or a judge, and I believe it's like two people from each team go up to the front. They have like these really cool buzzers, and as soon as the question's finished, you can buzz in and answer, but it had to be word for word, mm-hmm. I swear. Like if you said the and it wasn't in there, it was like you're wrong. <laughs> but another funny thing was, I can remember when I went to my first competition, I was so ready. I knew all the questions. Like I was ready to go and I got up there and they asked and I did not press my buzzer one time because I was like, I'm so scared. Oh my gosh, I can't do this. But it's so funny because then the person next to me, they kept, because you can buzz in halfway mm-hmm. during the question as long as you finish the question. And I'm sitting there like, dude, come on. Just give me a, just give me a chance, man. <laughs> I don't know the rest of the question. Like, come on. But anyways, it made me think of, um, we were talking about obedience and that idea of giving up what you have in your mind, giving up those experience, giving up that logic in a way, like giving up what we reason. Um, It reminded me of Abraham, and this was one of the questions, but I can't remember the answer. But (laughs) it was talking about in Hebrews uh, 11.8, it said, By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called out to go to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith he went to live in the land of promise as it as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. And I love that because the Lord was leading Abraham 
and Abraham had no clue where he was going. I love that because how many of us would, you know, just leave everything that we know, leave everything that we know, and follow after God without knowing where he was taking us. I think that takes so much faith and so much like of giving up that control, you know, because at least for me, I like to have, you know, some degree of control Mm -hmm. where it's like, you know, it's like almost without the control. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to worry. I'm going to like, what do I do? Where do I go? What do I, you know, it's so funny because my dad always tells me whenever we're leaving, I'm like, okay, so where are we going? What are we doing? He's like, (laughs) you'll see. I'm like, I cannot do that. I have to know where we're going. I have to know. (laughs) But like looking at this and seeing how Abraham didn't know, yet he obeyed. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. No, and it's, it's human nature to want to control and want to know. But sometimes it's God's nature for you to have faith in him that he will get you where he needs you to be. And sometimes you don't know where that is. Right. But that's when you have to stand strong on your faith. Hmm. And for those new believers out there or someone who is listening that might not believe yet faith is when you set aside what is on your mind and trust that God will get you there faith faith is beautiful it's something that you're believing in something that you can't see mm-hmm. you're believing in something that you know you it's not tangible you know, and that's a big thing, like tangible, something you can hold, something you can grasp, something that's real. Like, like right now, this table's tangible. I can feel it. This microphone's tangible. I can feel it. But it's beautiful in that way. It just truly shows your heart and saying, you know what, Lord, I have faith in who you are. I have faith in who you say you are. I trust you. And I, and it's beautiful because you're putting down, like you said, you're putting down what you believe you're putting down all of your interpretations of things your experiences your reason your logic everything that makes your brain go Mm -hmm. your brain work you're putting it down and i think that's some people out there you know that's really hard for them to do especially people that are very logic driven how can i believe in something that i can't see how can i believe in something and it goes back to the whole thing that we were talking about before how can you believe in you know the declaration of independence yeah how can you believe in the fact that george washington was the first president how can you believe in those things when you can't see it you know mm-hmm. and it's that idea um one of my guilty pleasures is watching um watching different preachers and different um pastors especially this one guy which i don't really know his name but he goes <laughs> to college campuses and he just shares the gospel mm-hmm. and a lot of people come up to him and they're like, you know, just drilling him. They're challenging him. And I love the fact that he never loses his composure. He never gives in to frustration. He simply tells it the way it is. Mm-hmm. And it's that idea where, you know, he said to this one lady, you know, and she said, you know, how can I believe that Jesus is real? How can I believe that he existed? You know, I wasn't there. And he said, you know, it's it's by faith. You know, you really, you don't know because you weren't there. That's That's granted. Yes, you weren't there. You don't know but it's by faith that you believe. And, and she kind of made the comment, well, show me a birth certificate of Jesus and then I'll believe. And he says, well, I can't do that. And she said, how convenient. And of course he looked at her and said, I would say the same thing to you. How convenient. 
You're telling me to show you a birth certificate when you know good and well that back then there was no certificate of birth that was given. There was nothing mm-hmm. on medical records. There was no hospital with medical records. You know, the hospital of, and he named a certain one, but the hospital of something didn't exist back then. Yeah. These things don't exist back in this day. It wasn't the same. They had a census, sure, but it wasn't like a birth certificate. There wasn't, you know, specific proof. And that's what people have such a problem with. So he looked at her and he said, how convenient of you to say, oh, well, when I see something that didn't exist back then, I'll believe. Mm-hmm. So he turned it around on her. And I was like, dang, I was like, <laughs> you know, like snap. But like, it made me think I'm like, wow, it's, it's true. Mm-hmm. You know, we do, we have to have that faith. Well, and the thing is, A God of instant gratification. He grants all your prayers as soon as you pray them, right? There's no reason for faith then. There's no even reason for a relationship if you just go to somebody for your desires. And I actually talked to my mom about that the other day. I said, you know, sometimes when we pray, we're praying out of problems. Mm -hmm. God, I have such a problem in my life. Lord, I need you. Lord, can you heal me? Lord, can you change this circumstance? Lord, financially, I need some more money. Lord, can I do this? And it's like, if it were me and you, Daniel, and I'm coming to you constantly, Daniel, can I have five bucks? Daniel, can I borrow your car to go do this? Daniel, can you give me this? Can you, can you give me this? What type of relationship are we going to have? It's a one-way relationship. It's a one-way way. relationship. That even though, you know, you're like, well, you know, maybe, you know, sometimes. Yeah. But in that way, it shows that I really don't care about anything else. I just am like, it's almost like I'm using you for my own selfish desires. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something that we have to be careful about where we have to remember that he is God no matter what. Yeah. You know, he is our Lord and Savior. He is, that relationship goes much further than just our needs and our wants and our desires. Yeah, because you ideally want it a two-way road. Right. You don't want to have it a one-way street. Mm -hmm. You want it to go both ways. Mm -hmm. And he knows our heart. Mm -hmm. Like, he knows what we want. Like, he knows the desires. He knows us better than we know ourselves. He He knows every thought in your mind. Right. He knows every hair on your head. He formed you in your mother's womb. He knows you inside and out. Mm -hmm. And yet, we're still like, hey, gimme, gimme, gimme. Yeah. And he's like, hey... (laughs) How about maybe no? <laughs> yeah. There's sometimes where he's like, I don't think so. Yeah. And I think that's a good point where we're always selfish. Mm. It's selfish nature. It's mm-hmm. human nature to be selfish. Yeah. Because we want, want, want. And we never stop wanting ever. Mm. We may say we don't want things, but deep down, mm-hmm. there is at least one thing that we will always want. Right. And always crave and always desire. There's at least one. And God just wants that one desire to be him. Right. Yeah. He wants to be your number one priority. Right. Absolutely. I love, like, when I think about, you know, when we ask the Lord, I think about a little kid Mm -hmm. who's coming up to a parent saying, hey, dad, can I have a sucker? Yeah. Give me a sucker. Give me a sucker. You know? Maybe he'll give him a sucker, you know, maybe. (laughs) And then a couple seconds later, dad, give me another sucker. Dad, give me another sucker. Dad, give me another sucker. And he's like, 
don't you realize if you get all these suckers, you're going to get a bellyache. Mm-hmm. And the ch- but the child has no knowledge of that. They don't yeah. know. They don't know that all of this is going to give them a bellyache. They don't know. So sometimes it's like we don't know sometimes that what our requests will bring is what we want really what's best. Mm-hmm. Is what we want really going to lead us down this path to righteousness? And sometimes that's a no. <laughs> yeah. That's a no. And so I think about that and I'm like, you know what? In that analogy, the, the father saving the son from a bellyache due to all of what the son wants and mm-hmm. the son doesn't realize. And so I, I think about that and I say, you know what? If this is not your will, Father, this is not what you want for my life, I'll get over that. I'll get over my selfish ambitions. I'll get over my selfish desires because ultimately I want you to be number one. Like you said, I want you to be everything. And it's that idea that we have to give all, all of ourselves Mm -hmm. and that Jesus doesn't want part of our life. He doesn't want us to fit him into our life. He wants all of our heart all of our mind, everything of who we are. He wants us to surrender it to him. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to priorities. Um, and we talked about this at C2 a few weeks ago that, yeah, oh, I just don't have time today. I just don't have time. Right. You are saying you don't have time for the God who breathed breath in your lungs today. Right so true I just want to finish up on one more scripture and it goes with faith and it's Roman 1 16 and 17 and it's for I am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God for salvation in everyone who believes to the Jew first and also to the Greek for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written the righteousness shall live by faith so you don't want to live by your own understanding. Right. You want to live through faith that God got you. And mm-hmm. God has a plan. And God will see that plan through. It may not be what you want. Right. But he knows what's best for you. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Yeah. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight we just talked about that on sunday too mm-hmm. see too <laughs> i'm gonna yeah. pull uh, a pastor james what does all mean <laughs> right everything that's like the number one thing everybody says everything yeah. but it's true it's it's all it's such a small word but it means so much <laughs> and it's literally everything everything I think that concept of everything is sometimes hard to wrap your mind around, but it's that surrender. And not partial surrender either. Right. Your whole being of who you are. And that's the beauty. That's why I love answering questions like this Mm -hmm. because, you know, one, I just absolutely love talking about my God and every chance I get, I want to share his good news to people, Mm -hmm. but also I just get to pour my heart out that I love him so deeply and so genuinely that nothing else matters and that's what i tell people say listen this is a god that loves you he is a god that has sent his son down to die on a cross for your sins even though he was sinless he Mm -hmm. was he was innocent and he did this for you you know it's that idea where it's like wow i can't even imagine 
what that looked like, you know? Yeah. But the fact that he knew, he knew all of these things, that he doesn't live in time. I mean, God is so big. Mm-hmm. I mean, truly. The concept of the Lord and, and how big he is is just truly remarkable to really think about. And that's a whole probably podcast in itself. Yeah. But <laughs> honestly, I mean, that's that's where it's at. I, if I, you know, I always tell people if I could snap my fingers like Thanos. No. <laughs> I would want everybody to just know God and know the Lord for who he truly is mm-hmm. and have a genuine relationship with him. And, you know, when I think about it, it does, it breaks my heart that there will be people that live on this earth and go throughout their daily life and, and will die and they will not be in eternity with him. And it breaks my heart to think that. And so that's why it's, it's urgent. It's urgent that we share that good news. It's urgent that we build those relationships with people and we really invest in people. Yeah. And that's the thing that I sometimes is missing. It's that investing in people, you know, it's, it's that relationship, you know, how are they going to want to listen to what you have to say when they don't know you? Mm -hmm. And I think that relationship is so important because you cannot just know someone Mm -hmm. from talking to them one time. Right. If you just say that sinner's prayer once and never follow up, that's not a relationship. Right. He wants to continually build that relationship with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. You know, and something something that I'll tell the listeners, if anybody doesn't know the Lord or wants to, you know, maybe give their life up or you, you just don't know, you're at this part where you're on the fence. Do I? Don't I? The word, I want to encourage you, that the word says, if you call upon the name of the Lord, you will be saved. And I just love that. That's so mm-hmm. beautiful, you know, and it's that humility It's that, you know, God, I'm here. Lord, I want you to come into my life, you know? And then once you have that relationship, I'm telling you that hunger, that desire to know more about him, to read his word, to really get in, dive in, that'll definitely be, that'll definitely be there. Yeah. Definitely. And And, and, and that's the thing is that, you know, it won't be easy. Just because you accept Jesus into your life, it will not be easy. And that's, a, that's another idea that I think a lot of people have. Oh, well, it might make my life a little bit easier. That is a very false statement. I will tell you that now. This is no fake news. We're going to tell you right here and there. But the best part is, is that when you go through those struggles and when you go through those hardships, he's there with you. Mm-hmm. You have a, a person, somebody that you can turn to, someone that believes in you, somebody that wants you to just follow him someone that will offer you peace comfort love and is your father who will teach you and guide you and he never once said it was going to be easy no he said they hate me they're going to hate you too yeah well even if it's not easy he makes it possible right right because he's the god of possible Mm. that's another song yes (laughs) I think I've counted like six songs by the time we've been done with this. <laughs> <laughs> Add them to the playlist. Heck yeah. More songs for us to break down in the future. Absolutely. Get on our worship segment podcast. Yeah. Gotta love it. And I'm just, 
I'm just so thankful that we have this platform. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. To reach people in spots that normally Rush Church or some other church may not be able to reach. Mm-hmm. And you may sit in there, be sitting there listening to this every week. Or if you're a new listener right here, well, thank you for coming first off. And thank welcome, you. For, welcome. Thank you for listening through at around 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a, such a good platform to have because mm-hmm. we reach people who normally we can't reach. Right. Right. I'm so thankful that you and your father listen to you know that calling that the lord was calling Mm -hmm. you to do that you guys obeyed in that way and you guys are you know sharing the good news so thank you to you and thank you to your dad for that yeah and we uh we're doing great things Mm. jesus god is good he works through any modality we love that all the time he is good but i think this is going to wrap us up for today's episode of the breaking chains podcast and Jaden, would you like to close us out in prayer? Absolutely. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for who you are. God, we just thank you for just giving us your word, just to be able to read more and just to know more about you and learn more about you. God, I just thank you for the gift of salvation. Thank you, Lord, that you sent your son down to die on the cross for our sins, God. Thank you that we're able to call upon your name and we will be saved. God, thank you for your promises. Thank you that your word is true. Lord, that your your word is the light into our feet. God, the lamp, the lamp unto my feet, the light into my path. But God, thank you. Thank you for all that you do. Lord, thank you that we can have the opportunity to come here and, and to learn more about you. Lord, thank you for the freedom to do so. God, I just pray over whoever's listening to this, Lord. I pray, God, that if they don't know you, Lord, that they turn to you. God, that they can accept you as their Lord and Savior. Lord, I pray for those that might be having a hard time right now, Lord. God, I just pray that your peace surrounds them, Lord, the peace that you give that the world can't offer, God. I pray for just strength. Lord, I pray that their spirit is just renewed, God, that they are strengthened within you, Lord, that they find their hope through your word, God, that they turn to you. God, I just thank you for who you are, and I thank you for what you're doing in the midst of this podcast, Lord. We just thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And, um, well, it was nice having you again on the podcast. (laughs) It was nice being here. Thank you for joining us today on this episode of Breaking Chains. Be sure to head on over to our website at breakingchains.me, that's breakingchains.me, and see all the good things that's going on over there. If you need prayer, you can submit your prayer request over there as well. And if you haven't done so, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and daily devotions so that you can receive everything that the Lord gives us to share with you. Until the next time, God bless us all with the strength to break those chains.